We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. Welcome to church. If you haven't met me, my name's Ben. It's good to see you today. And uh, we've been going through the book of Psalms. And an uh, incredible book, really unique book in the Bible. If you want to pray the prayers Jesus prayed or sing the songs Jesus sang, Psalms is where you find them. And you, you see so many different songs and um, poetry in the Psalms, and you see every emotion under the sun. Uh, one minute the psalmist, the writer, is full of joy. The next minute he's full of anger. Uh, and the next psalm is full of sadness. The next psalm is full of thanksgiving. And it's an incredible book that I think shows us how to communicate with God, how to come to God, how to talk to God, that no matter where we are, what we're feeling, what our situation is, we can meet with God in heaven. And he doesn't turn away. He doesn't look down on us. God just meets us where we are. And uh, it's a special book. We're reading through it. So I encourage you to grab one of the bookmarks. We do two Psalms a day. And let it help you talk with God, meet with God and walk with him. I'm going to look at Psalm 130 today. We've got it up on the screen. And uh, Psalm 130, we don't have it on the screen? Yeah, there it is. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark my iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. And in his word, I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman for the morning, more than the watchman for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for the Lord in for the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchman for the morning. You read about a little bit of waiting in the Psalms. Who loves waiting? Oh, it's fun, isn't it? Uh, waiting is just a great pastime. And uh, you, you, you read a bit of waiting. And this specific Hebrew word, waiting, is found in another 14 Psalms. And there's other waiting. And it says, I wait on the Lord. Or my soul waits on the Lord. I wait on the Lord. You see, in other parts of the Bible, those who wait on the Lord will be renewed. What are we waiting for? <laughs> God's here, right? Uh, the Bible tells us God's with us. What are we waiting for? And uh, well, we're waiting for what God can do. You don't wait for what we can do. You wait for what only God can do. And we can do a lot of things. Uh, Jesus, the Bible instructs us, we can do a lot of things. We can follow Jesus. We can meet together. We can pray. We can read the Bible. We can love one another. We can serve one another. We can worship. We can forgive. Uh, we can repent, which is turning to follow Jesus. There's so much things we can do. Uh, when the Bible says, I wait on the Lord, it's not saying... Uh, sitting at home and, God, I want, I want to feel loved, but never leaving the house. That's not waiting on the Lord. That's just sitting at home. Uh, it, God, I need money, but you don't look for a job. That's not waiting on the Lord. That's just being lazy. Uh, God, speak to me, but you never read your Bible. That's not waiting on the Lord. That's just not meeting with God. When it says wait on the Lord, it's not what we can do. 
It's what only God can do. Uh, so what can only God do? Answer a prayer. Bring breakthrough in a situation. Open a door that only he can open. Heal. Bring forth an opportunity, a relationship. It could be practical things like a provision in something. It could be falling pregnant with a baby. It could be so many different things. If we take a step back, maybe a bit broader, it could be peace in the chaos. Only God can bring peace in the chaos. It could be relief in the storm. A, a, a situation in your life that just won't relent, it can be relief in the passing of a, of a storm. It could be strength in the weariness, comfort in the morning, an answer when you don't know what's next, an answer, a guidance when you don't know what to do, refreshment in the wilderness. That's what we wait for, what only God can do. That's what we wait for. And so I was, I was thinking about this, and I'm like, so how do we wait? How do I wait? Well, it's actually really simple. The way you wait is to keep waiting. And so how do you not wait? Well, it's to stop waiting. <laughs> it's actually very simple. And I was thinking, okay, well, let's think some practical examples. I'm really bad at waiting for dinner. I love my pre-dinner snack. And it's a temptation every day. And I leave work, and, and then I think, oh, look, it's just a, it's a little, little chalky bar or a quick dim sim from the BP or, you know, just to tie me over. Or you get home and Myra's got her shapes out. I'm like, oh, you know, dinner's in 30 minutes, but my heart is hungry and it's wanting, it's waiting. And I'm like, oh, it won't hurt dinner. It won't mess with dinner. But what does it do every time? It cheapens dinner. You don't enjoy it as much. And I wonder, I wonder how often we do that. We don't wait and it cheapens what we are to come. We were in holiday in Queensland in uh, January. I'm married to Tali and we've got two daughters. And we went to, it was one of those worlds, I think it was Movie World or Dream World or one of the worlds. And they had a, a Bluey stage production. Now if you don't know what Bluey is, uh, you're a little bit blessed, but probably a little bit not at that stage of life. It's probably the biggest kids TV show in the world. Right? It's actually pretty good. And uh, it's about some dogs. And and they had a a stage live show and so we lined up at Movie World because we wanted good seats and we get in there and we're still 20 minutes early which is fraught with danger with toddlers and so we're just sitting down and, and this is all kind of COVID style so we can't really move and, and she was just not having a bar of it and uh, she was a little bit younger so we couldn't really explain and she was trying to run off that way she was trying to run off that way she was being so feral she was being naughty as anything and I just wanted to say if you only knew what was coming you just sit down be quiet and wait but you don't get what's coming like if you only knew I know what's coming I'm waiting and I'm not enjoying any of it in fact I'm hating life right now but I'm doing it for you but you don't get it but I wonder how often we're like that. God's like, if you only knew what was coming, you'd just sit down and be quiet. If you only knew the breakthrough that's coming, if you only knew the prayer that's going to be answered, if you only knew the relationship, the open door, the peace that's coming, you'd just sit down and be quiet. Waiting. There's a, there's a story in the Old Testament of, of a man named Esau, and he comes in and he sells his birthright for a pot of stew. And the birthright... You know, what does that even mean to us? Well, back then it meant, it meant the blessing, it meant the inheritance to be the firstborn. Oh, 
Don't even bother about the rest. Right. Your birthright means you get it all. You get the inheritance. You get the blessing. You get the favor. And Esau came in and Jacob said, Jacob's making a bit of stew because he was a bit more domesticated. And Esau said, give me some of that stew. And Jacob said, only if you sell me your birthright. Esau's like, of course. Must have been dinner soon. He needed a pre-dinner snack like I, I do. And he sold his birthright. He sold his blessing. He sold his inheritance for a feeling. That's what not waiting is. It's settling for less. It's being impulsive. It's giving into actually real feelings. Tiredness, hunger, hurt, even good desires, actually. Not waiting is giving in and settling for less. And what you do when you don't wait is you forsake the blessing and the breakthrough what's coming. It's when we stop relying on God, it's when we stop meeting with God, it's when we stop praying, stop believing and we give up on God. You know, there's been points in my life where I've waited really well and there's been points in my life where I've waited horribly. <laughs> waiting. But I was reading through the Psalms and I just keep seeing this waiting, waiting. So to wait, to wait well, we just need to keep on waiting. It's simple. Very profound. Right. Much easier said than done. When you've been praying that prayer for your, for your child, but it hasn't been answered in 20 years. Or you're believing for that job opportunity or breakthrough, but nothing seems to happen. When you're believing for that relationship, that partner, but nothing seems to be happening. When you're believing for that healing, when you just want a bit of peace in your heart, when you just want a bit of rest, when you just want a bit of comfort for the hurt, but it's not. It's much easier said than done waiting. Waiting on God. And I believe this psalm shows us maybe some few keys to how to wait well to keep on waiting. I first want to just pick out verse 2 and it says, Lord, hear my voice, let your ears be attentive. Uh, first and foremost, you need to know that God hears your voice. He knows you. His ears are attentive. In another psalm, it gives the picture of he inclines his ear to us. Uh, God knows what you're waiting for. It's actually not a surprise to him. <laughs> God's not up in heaven like, oh, Bar oh, oh, Leslie, you want peace, do you? Oh, I would have never guessed. <laughs> what, Nathan, you want some wisdom? Surely not. That's a surprise to me. Now, God knows. God hears you. God knows you. He knows what you're waiting for. He, he hears you. This is important, though, because it's his character. 1 John 4 says God is love. And Jesus calls God our Father. God is the perfect, loving Father in heaven. And he knows you and me. He knows what we want. He knows what we need. He knows what we don't want. He knows what we don't need. He knows us. His character is love. He created you and me. He designed you and me. We're not waiting for an absent father. He's a close, loving, perfect father. You know, often I know what my daughters want, even if I don't communicate it properly. When Nancy, she's at one, when she just goes, ah, ah, she wants water. Because <laughs> she's eaten so much food so fast, she's very parched, and she can't get words out. She goes, ah, ah. I know what she needs. I know what she wants. You know, with my daughters, I even know what they need 
even if they don't know it. Parents, you would know that when your children are really tired, they need rest. But they don't necessarily know it, right? That fight to get them to sleep, they need it. We know they need it. The whole world knows they need it. The whole shopping centre, the whole, the whole traffic jam sometimes know they need sleep, but they don't know it. But you know what they need because you're their parent. What do you think God knows? He knows what we want, but he knows actually what we need. He's the perfect, loving Father. He, only, he doesn't just hear what we ask. He not only knows us, he not only creates us, but he knows what we need. Today, you've got to know that the Lord hears your voice. He knows you. He knows what you're waiting for. Better yet, he knows what you need. Verse 6 says, My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. In some uh, translation, it might say centuries. Uh, and basically, they had a job in, in the cities, was to go up on a high tower and literally just watch. It's in the name of watchman. And they'd watch out for danger. They'd watch out for enemy attacks. They'd, they'd, they'd keep an eye outside the city and the walls to protect the city. Each night, they would take their position and just watch. For a watchman, a quiet night, it's a good night. Right? And so... The psalmist uses this imagery, my soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. I've got four points today, how we wait well. Point one, remember the past. Remember the past. Remember the past. You know, the watchmen waited for the morning because they knew the sun would rise. How did they know the sun would rise? Well, they did it every day. Every night they'd they'd clock on to shift and they'd wait for the sun and they know the sun would come because every day the sun comes up. It wasn't a surprise to the watchman that the sun would come up. They're not up in their town like, oh my goodness, what is that? No, they see every day the sun rises. They could wait for the sun because they knew it comes up every day. When we remember who God is and what he's done, we can wait. What do you remember? Do you remember the miracles? Do you remember when God has made a way? Do you remember when you felt the presence of God? Do you remember when you've been healed or restored? Do you remember when you've been filled with peace and comfort? I find when I can get busy or when life and situations can happen, I can forget. I can forget pretty quickly where God's moved powerfully in my life. But if we remember, we can wait. Remember God's goodness. Let me tell you a few things I remember. I'll never forget when we were expecting our child in the midst of all the crazy COVID stuff last year and they were making all these new rules for hospitals in some other states the, the husbands couldn't even go inside to the, birth, to the birthing ward it was just the mums and we were like what is going on here how's this going to work uh, uh, we want to have a baby but we don't want to have a baby and we were just worshipping and we were just filled with peace I'll never forget the peace in those weeks leading up I'll, I'll never forget when I felt God's presence in worship and his Holy Spirit just overflowed. I'll never forget when God spoke to come to the peninsula. I'll never forget the, the miraculous provision in finances. I'll never forget when God 
brought along the right person at the right time to pray and encourage. I'll never forget the strength and peace in a tricky week. There's so much to remember. When we remember, we can wait. Don't forget who God is. Don't forget what he's done. Today, what can you remember? If, if waiting's tricky right now, what can you remember? What's God done in your life before? What peace has he brought in? What open door? What miracle? What has he saved you from? What has he forgiven you for? There's so much to remember. When we remember, we can wait. I think of the disciples once Jesus ascended to heaven and they were heavily persecuted, almost all murdered. And, and how do you reckon they got through that time? By remembering who Jesus was, his smile, his face, his teaching. Remembering when he called Lazarus out of the grave. Remembering when he fed the 5,000 plus women and children. Remembering his teaching. Remembering when he turned water into wine at the wedding. Remembering when he uh, healed the, the boy. Remember when he healed the leper we wait we get through by remembering we remember and we look ahead number two we look ahead the watchmen they'd wait for the sun to rise for morning because it was good news when do you reckon it's easier to look for danger at night or in the day no torches. <laughs> in the day there was protection. In the day there was safety. In the day there was warmth. Hey, they probably uh, clocked off the shift. It was probably the end of the day. It's probably been a rest as well. They looked ahead because what was coming was good. You know, you can wait when you know what's coming is good. You know, there's some food I will wait for and some food that's not worth waiting for. Uh, the reason people go to McDonald's is because it's not worth waiting for. Right. If you had to wait for it, you wouldn't go. You go there because you don't have to wait. And if you have to wait, it, the whole world's over because you shouldn't be waiting for this rubbish. Right. It's worth it because you don't have to wait. I'm not going to wait for McDonald's. I expect it quick because it's not that good. I'm only going for convenience because my kids might be asleep. It's the only reason I want you. Some food I will wait for. You know, a perfectly cooked steak, crunchy potatoes, a beautiful... I'll wait, I'll wait plenty of time. If it's worthwhile, you'll wait. And so that's why it's really important what we believe about God. You know, Myra, when we were at that Bluey show, if she only knew what was coming, gosh, she'd sit there perfectly. She loved that show. As soon as the music came on, suddenly my, my child turned into an angel. I was like, whoa. Do you know what's coming? Do you know what you're waiting for? Who are you waiting? You're waiting for God. Love himself, the King of kings, Lord of lords, beginning and the end, Alpha and Omega, Comforter, Prince of Peace, Counselor, Provider, Jehovah Jireh. He is everything we need and more. That's who we're waiting for. We wait for what's coming is better than now. Those real feelings, those real desires, the loneliness, the, the hunger, the, the need, the 
what's coming is better than that. That's when it's worth waiting. You know, if I was at a drive-thru, if it took too long, I'd probably just leave. This is not worth waiting for. If you order a little soft serve at Macca's, one dollar, and if you're still there 15 minutes later, oh, goodbye one dollar, it's not that important. It's worth waiting for. God's worth waiting for. He's worth waiting for. That prayer you're praying for, that breakthrough, that relationship, that peace, that healing, that answer, don't give in. Don't give in. I felt as I was praying, some people here, you're ready to throw in a towel. You're ready to just like, nah, I'm just going to stop praying. I'm going to stop believing for that. I'm I'm going to stop following you, God. I'm going to stop. It's not worth the wait. Don't do it. He's worth it. He's perfect. He's a loving Father in heaven. Wait on him. Wait on him. We wait by remembering the past. We wait by looking ahead. And we wait by doing it together. I just want to read this psalm. You don't have to put it up on the screen. I'm just going to read it out from start to finish. And notice the shift in who the author's talking to. Out of the depths I cry, Lord, hear my voice, my pleas, my soul waits. Verse 7, O Israel, O Israel. It's all about me, my, I, my, my, Israel. It's like me praying, Lord, I need help, I need, I need this. And Australia! <laughs> oh Israel, hope in the Lord, for the Lord there is steadfast love, a plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel. The psalm is, it, it's personal, personal, personal. Something changes and it goes beyond. You'll see in a lot of the psalms, especially by David, it's about him, it's about him, it's about him, it's about him. And then he prays and declares and speaks to the nation in his community. Because whatever our faith is, it's for us, yes, but it never stops with us. It always goes out and forth and beyond. Because we're meant to do life and faith in community. We're meant to wait in community. You know, waiting's so much fun when you wait with someone else. You can actually have a lot of fun when you wait with someone else. Waiting in line to, to go into a, uh, some kind of place. If you're by yourself, that's boring. If you've got friends around you, oh, you make a bit of fun of it. Waiting. You know, we can't, I'm convinced we can't fully follow Jesus without community. And I'm convinced that we can't really wait without community. I shared these analogies last week, but I'll share them again. Jesus is called the head of his body, which is the church. Jesus is the head of his body. So Jesus and the church go together. The church is a community of faith, not a building, a community of faith. And you can't just have the head and not the body. You can't say to me, I love your face. It's a great face. It's a pretty face. But your body is ugly. You can't say that to me. It'd be a horrible thing to say. They go together. Jesus and, and community go together. Jesus is called, the, groom, the church is called the bride of Christ. Uh, it's a really sad wedding when it's one person. Imagine I wanted to catch up with Nathan and Keely. I'm like, oh, Nathan, you can come around, but leave your wife at home. I don't really like her. 
Nathan, first and foremost, would feel really awkward, and then he wouldn't come. And he shouldn't. You're not going to fully experience God, know God, and love others without a community of faith. You're not going to do it. It ain't going to work. It's not biblical. And you're not going to be able to wait alone. Because when you wait together, you share it with one another. You pray together. You encourage someone other. And when I know, when I know Peter's waiting, and I can see him ready to like give up and settle, I'm like, Peter, what are you waiting for? Remember, what's God done? No, no, we're waiting for something good. Come on, mate. Get it. Let's pray. When, we, when we're waiting together, when we're walking together, we do it together. We're stronger. We can walk longer. So I hate running. By myself, I can't run very far. Put, put me in the footy preseason, I can run 10 times further because there's something about being together. We can wait together. If you're waiting for something, tell someone. Be accountable to someone. Let someone pray for you. Let someone believe with you. Let someone stand with you. That's how you wait. We can wait. We wait by remembering what God's done. We wait by looking forward to his goodness and, and love. We wait by doing it together. And then we wait by finding rest and contentment in the now. Which I will say, it's much easier said than done. You might, Ben, you don't know what I'm waiting for. You don't know what I've put up with. You don't know how long I've been praying for this. You don't know how long I've been living with a situation storm above my head. Yeah, I don't. But you can find rest and contentment in the now. God's not just in the past. God's not just coming. He, he's with you now. God's love is with you now. God's presence is with you now. God's voice and his love is with you right now. God is with you in the unknown. God is with you in the unanswered prayer. He's with you. He's for you. You find rest and contentment by embracing his presence. Meeting with God. You know, a great way I've found to do this is just being thankful. One of the Psalms says we enter his gates with thanksgiving. It's a part of remembering. When you just stop and be grateful, when you be full of gratitude and thankfulness of who God is, Suddenly you're more aware of that he's with you. <laughs> Suddenly you're more aware of his love and his presence around you. Another way is to embrace where God has you now. It's a beautiful distraction. I, had to, I got a letter from the tax office a while ago saying, you need to call by this date. Well, here we go. And so... I called up, and of course I was on hold, so I'm like, oh, whatever, I'll just put it on loudspeaker, I'm going to get some stuff done. Well, I, I, got, I researched and got some car insurance, I sent about four different emails, a bunch of texts, put the bins out, uh, tied it up around the house, oh, I'll probably achieve more in that 45 minutes than I did. And then I eventually called up and they said, oh no, we made a mistake, you didn't need a call. And then, <laughs> but I got so much done, it wasn't even that bad. I got busy. Imagine if I just sat there with the phone and just stared at it for 45 minutes, just waiting. Just 
waiting to be told. Oh, that's all right, you didn't need a call. You know, God's got you somewhere right now. He's got you in a family. He's got you in a workplace, in a community. It may be a sporting club, maybe a social club. He's got you somewhere. Embrace it. He's got a purpose for you right now. I know you're waiting for something, but he's got you somewhere right now. And God's got the same purpose for all of us above all. That's to know God and love people. And so wherever you are right now, know God, love people. Wherever you are right now, do it well and love people. If you're in a job you don't want to be in right now, that's cool. Wait for something new, but do it well, love God, love people. And it's it's crazy, you end up enjoying it. You end up seeing miracles and the waiting won't be as bad. Right now, if you're waiting, help someone else wait. (laughs) Pray for someone else. Encourage someone else. Be a community. Be a church. Find resting contentment in the present. You know, waiting is tricky, but it's going to be a part of life. You know, I've realised there's not much I control. Actually control next to nothing in this world. I control maybe my decisions, maybe my attitude, and sometimes I don't even feel in control of them. Right. Everything else, I have little control over. Other people, work, society, COVID restrictions, cars. (laughs) It was going to be waiting on something. Waiting on a breakthrough, waiting on a prayer, waiting on peace, waiting on strength, waiting on healing, waiting on a relationship, waiting on an open door. We've got to learn to wait well, to not give in, because the blessing, the inheritance is coming. And it, and it might look like what you're praying for, but it might not. And if it is different, it's going to be better. Because remember, God knows not just what we're waiting for, He knows what we need. Think of the toddlers who are so tired and they think they want food but they don't, they need sleep. You might be wanting food. God says, you need a rest. God knows what you need. Wait on him. He's worth waiting for. Remember who he is, what he's done. Remember what you're waiting for. Do it together and find rest now. Not when that thing comes. Not when the breakthrough comes. Not when the prayers answer. Don't find rest and find rest now in his presence. I love the way this psalm finishes. Verse 7. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love. I love steadfast. As if to say, almost everything else isn't steadfast. (laughs) But in the Lord there is steadfast love. And with him is plentiful redemption. Plentiful redemption. He can redeem anything. Family, ourselves, our minds, our future, our past. There's nothing our God can't redeem in our lives. Steadfast love. 
You know, maybe this morning you're waiting for something. Maybe you're waiting for a bit of wisdom because you don't know what to do. Maybe you're waiting for an open door. Maybe you're waiting for a breakthrough. Maybe you're waiting for healing. Maybe you're waiting for something in your family, in your community. I want to go to keep waiting. Waiting on God's the best place to wait. Remember who he is. Remember his character. We're doing it together. I wonder if we have the band back up. And You know, I want to pray for those who are waiting today. I want to pray for your miracle. I want to pray for the breakthrough to prayer you're praying for. I want to believe with you for that. But I also just want to pray for peace, for strength, for wisdom, for joy, to keep on, to keep on, to keep on. Keep waiting. Keep waiting. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep walking. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you're here. You're here, God. We don't have to convince you to come. You're already here. God, you're with us when we woke up. You're going to be with us us when we leave. We don't manufacture your presence. We don't convince you to come. You're just here. Your steadfast love and plentiful redemption is here right now. Your spirit is here. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Your peace is here. Your comfort is here. God, you are here. It's undeniable. It's your word. You never leave. You never forsake. Your promises are true. You're with us. You're before us. You're behind us. You're beside us. God, you are with us. You are here. Holy Spirit, you are within us. God, I lift up those who are waiting. God, I bring before you the prayers, the the situations, the storms. And we pray for your miraculous power in the name of Jesus. I pray for heaven to come. God, I pray for for transformation in marriages in the name of Jesus. I pray for sons and daughters and family members who have walked away from you, God. I pray that they return home. God, I pray for broken bodies to be healed. I prayed for hurting hearts and minds to be healed, God. I prayed for provision where there's lack, God. I pray for wisdom in the unknown. I pray for peace in the chaos, strength in the weariness, joy in the despair, comfort in the morning. Holy Spirit, I pray for that what we're waiting for, whether it's for you or something, we pray for the waiting. And I pray that they be filled with your Spirit, that heaven will come and fill them afresh from head to toe. God, you just, you're not just listening to us. You're not just ticking our box. You're not just listening to our wants, but you know us. You know not just what we want. We know you know what we don't want. You know what we don't need, and you know what we need, God. And so just for a moment today, we lay aside the agenda. We lay aside our to-do list. We lay aside our wish list, and we just come and meet with you. 
that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, our perfect Father in heaven, full of perfect love, the Prince of Peace, wonderful Counselor, we come and meet with you right now. We come to you in the present and we find rest and we find contentment with you. We lay aside what we're waiting for and all we want now, God, is you and your presence. And you will do what you will do because you are God, not us. You are Lord, not us. So we invite you, corporately and individually, to come and meet with us, to fill us afresh. Holy Spirit. God, thank you that your Holy Spirit's here and and you can meet us individually and corporately. And to one who needs peace, you bring peace. But to one who needs joy, you bring joy. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you just fill us afresh. Right now, if, if, if you've been waiting, if you've been praying for something, if you just feel like you've just been waiting, waiting, I believe God just wants to just fill you afresh. You're just going to feel just a, a lightness, a burden lift off. You're just going to feel refreshment for the Holy Spirit. If that's you, you've been waiting, what I'm going to ask you to do with every eye closed, I'm going to ask you to, to stand where you are and I'm going to pray for you that you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit and then we're going to worship together. So if that's you, if you've been waiting, if, if, if you've been waiting for the breakthrough, if you've been waiting for the prayer to be answered, if you've been waiting for God to come and do something, me something, you've been praying that prayer. You've been waiting on the Lord. If you're waiting on the Lord right now, I want you to stand. I'm going to pray for you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill them afresh with your spirit. Holy Spirit, fill them afresh with your presence. Holy Spirit, fill them afresh. Holy Spirit, fill them afresh. I speak living water. Living water that refreshes. Living water that revives. Living water that brings life. Holy Spirit, fill them afresh. Holy Spirit, fill them afresh. Holy Spirit, fill them. Fill them afresh. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill them. 